The message you're about listening to is from Pastor E.A. Adeboe, the General Overseer of the Redeemed Christian Church of God. We're continuing in our series and we'll be reading just the same text. And you must know that there must be something special about this text, which is why we are reading it again and again, because it tells you that we are going somewhere and we haven't arrived there yet. In Joshua chapter 5, from verse 13 to 15, Joshua 5, from verse 13 to 15, we see an example of what happens when the heavens open. And it came to pass when Joshua was by Jericho that he lifted up his eyes and looked. And behold, there stood a man over against him with his sword drawn in his hand. And Joshua went unto him and said unto him, Are thou for us or for our adversaries? And he said, Nay, but as captain of the host of the Lord, am I now come? And Joshua fell on his face to the earth and did worship and said unto him, What saith my Lord unto his servant? And the captain of the Lord's host said unto Joshua, Loose thy shoe from off thy foot, for the place Whereon thou standest is holy, and Joshua did so. The elders have a saying. They say when a blacksmith is heating an iron again and again and again on one spot, it is a sign that there is something very significant that he's trying to say. For the past few weeks, I have been speaking again and again and again about you getting back to church. It can be a very dangerous thing to be at the wrong place when you are supposed to be in church. I don't know whether you read the news, something that happened some times ago. When one young man was speaking to the police, making a confession that was made public, that they went to the house of a man to steal, not to kill. They thought he was already gone to church. Betty was at home. He surprised them. And they were all well known to him. So the only thing they could do to silence him was to kill him. That man died because he was in the wrong place on that Sunday morning. They thought he had gone to church. But he was at home. That's why death met him there. 
when I'm appealing to you again and again, go back to church. Be where God expects you to be on Sunday. It's not just appealing to you to go and have fellowship, to go and enjoy the blessings of corporate anointing is to warn you that there might be danger if you are not where you are supposed to be at the right time. We used to sing a song years ago. We would say, I have gone for gone with Jesus. Death came to my house and found I wasn't there. Take my warning. I might not repeat this again and again anymore, but don't say that you are not told. The series we are doing, the Sunday services that we organize through this series of sermons is to be a supplement. It was started during the lockdown. The lockdown is over. We are continuing it because it has been a great blessing to several people. It is not a substitute for going to church. Half a word is enough for the wise. And as a matter of fact, after saying this thing again and again now for almost six weeks, it's no longer half a word. I think this, this is a word that has come again and again. Now, let's continue. Now, we said that when the heavens open, divine visitation is automatic. That when the heavens open, God may send angels to come and give good news. But then we said, God may come himself. And we said, because he is seated in the heavens, if he has to come himself, he will have to stand up first. And we said, when God arises, his enemies will scatter. And then we said, when he comes like that, he will come in the form of a man. So he has to walk from whatever place he landed on on the, on the earth and walk towards the direction he wants to go. And we learned last Sunday that when he's passing by, he will be distributing miracles. And we gave you illustrations. But today we want to look at what happens when he arrives. In other words, we are assuming that the almighty God is going to arise and not just walk by your house, but walk into your house. When he arrives, and in the name that's above every other name, he will arrive in your home today, Amen. certain things will happen. Number one, there will be an earthquake. A spiritual earthquake. Acts chapter 16 from verse 25 to 34. 
Acts 16 from verse 25 to 34. Bible tells us that when Paul and Silas were imprisoned and they were having church in prison, they were saying to the Almighty God, we would have been in church today, but we are locked in here. And here we will conduct our own service. As they were singing and praising God, the Almighty God said, okay, because you couldn't come, and I know why you couldn't come. I have come myself. And then suddenly, there was an earthquake. And whenever there is an earthquake, several things could happen. One of the things that could happen, of course, is that since the foundations of the prison was shaken, it implies that your foundational problems will be dealt with. There are some problems that had their foundation long before you were born. Like in 2 Kings chapter 2 from verse 19 to 22. 2 Kings chapter 2 from verse 19 to 22. The Bible tells us that Jericho was beautiful. But Jericho was living under a curse. And as we continue with this series, we will see that where that curse came from. When God opened the heavens to Elisha from whom this very series started, and he came to Jericho. The people there came to him and said, Sir, we have problems. Everything looks beautiful, but there is barrenness, there is death. We have problems. That day, Elisha asked them to bring him salt in a new cruise, he took the salt, went to the source of their river, the very foundation of the water they were drinking, poured in the salt, made a decree, and their problems were over. In the name of the one who sent me, I'm making a decree today. Every foundational problem in your family will be over today. In Exodus chapter 14, from verse 1 to 28, Exodus 14, from verse 1 to 28, the Bible tells us about what happened in the case of the children of Israel when they were on their way to the promised land. And the enemy that had been the enemy of their forefathers pursued them was generational problems pursuing them. But in the name that was, was above every other name, just like that very day, the enemy they had seen before, they never saw again, you will not see your generational enemies again. Amen. There are some problems that are deep-rooted. They are not problems that started today. You will remember the story of that lady who came 
Now I'm a child of God, but I have a problem. What's the problem? At the age of 33, she was seabed waiting. So we said, I mean, she was married already. Bed, bed waiting. And we, and we said, that's no problem. We just pray to God that he will give you a brand new bladder. She said, no, sir, before you pray. She said, my mother was also a bed wetter. Oh. And the grandmother was a bed wetter. Every girl in the family bed wet, sir. And we knew. We're not dealing with a physical problem. There are problems medicine cannot handle. Problems you can't see on X-ray or MRI. Deep-rooted problems. And we prayed. And we asked the Almighty God to put an end to everything that had been in the family, troubling a whole generation of girls. Because at the end of the day, when we made some inquiries, we discovered that it was somebody who placed a curse on the grandmother. There was a quarrel. And someone said, from now on, every woman born in your family will bed wet. But there's someone who is called the Alpha. The one who was before the beginning of your problem. The one who had been there before mountains were brought forth. And he can speak a word. And mountains will be uprooted. He spoke a word. The following day, the woman came back and said, for the first time in my life, I woke up this morning and I was dry. And she went and brought all the girls in the family. We prayed the same prayer, but waiting ended. Everything causing you sorrow causing you shame. Things that you, you can't even explain it to people. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ today, as the heavens open for your family, these problems will be over. Amen. If he arrives, if the heavens opens, and the Lord God Almighty arrives in your home, doors open. Because when he arrived at that prison, all of a sudden, the prison doors were flung open. And you know, the beauty of it is this. Whenever God opens a door, nobody can shut it again. Revelation chapter 3, verse 7. Revelation chapter 3, verse 7. He said, I have the key of David. When I open, no man can shut. We all know that there are families where, for one reason or the other, they never go beyond a certain limit. Everybody in the family will keep rising until they get to a certain level, and then the door shuts. It might be for such a person that God is speaking today. And then there are some of us, of course, that we know all we need is a single door to open and our breakthrough will come. We have been praying and praying. 
Oh, I thank God there's a God of breakthroughs. Because it takes only one breakthrough for everything you do now to begin to prosper. It is a breakthrough in business that turns someone who used to be your peer to becoming a name to be reckoned with. It takes a breakthrough in ministry for your ministry to begin to blossom. I, I think I know what I'm talking about. When doors open, suddenly, every plan to stagnate your destiny becomes aborted. In Acts chapter 5, from verse 17 to 25, Acts 5, from verse 17 to 25, the Bible tells us that the powers that be arrested the apostles, threw them into prison. But then the angel of the Lord came at night, the heavens opened, released them. I said, go ahead and continue to preach. The Bible tells us that the following morning, these people sent. I said, go and bring those people. They came. The doors of the prison were securely locked. They opened the door only to discover that the bells had flown. It's my prayer for you today that those who thought they had locked you in, by tomorrow morning they will discover the bird has flown. Oh. I can tell you testimonies. This particular one, I don't know for whom it is intended, but God is speaking to someone. It's a case of a, a man. He was always doing well. He will get to a certain level, and then things will begin to go down. And they came to the Lord Jesus Christ, and the Lord took control. And the story came that the wife took his picture to a herbalist and they put it in a basket and put a cover over the picture. The herbalist told her, anytime it's beginning to get fresh with you, cover the basket. But if it's becoming too dull, remove the basket too. So it doesn't become completely an imbecile. So whenever the man of God, the man was prospering, getting, and, and he's beginning to say, ah, at long last, <laughs> the basket was closed. And then he could no longer think straight because the wife wanted to remain in control. My prayer for you today, those of you who might be concerned, if there's any force covering your destiny, that force will be removed today. Amen. Because when he arrives and doors are opened, you can then shout freedom at last. 
Because in John chapter 8, verse 32 and 36, John 8, 32 and 36, the Bible said, you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. And that whomsoever the Son shall set free shall be free indeed. And then if there is freedom, then you can now begin to move forward. Like in Acts chapter 3 from verse 1 to 11. Acts 3 from verse 1 to 11. When that lame man by the beautiful gate was set free, he wasn't just walking. He was leaping. He was jumping. And he was praising God. You see, when God arrives, he makes sure that there will be no more limitations. You know, there's a statement in Isaiah chapter 40. You can read it from verse 28 to 31, Isaiah 40, from verse 28 to 31. It tells of what happens when you are connected with God. That you'll be walking, you'll be running, and you'll be flying. That means your progress will no longer be stagnated in any form. You just keep on going higher and higher and higher. Just some days ago, my wife and I, we were remembering what somebody said. In gratitude to the Almighty God. He said, any time will come to visit the redemption camp, we discover that it is not always where we left you that will meet you. You're already a step ahead. And I said, glory be to God. That is the way of God. And that testimony will be true for all of you too. Every day, God will move you higher. When he arrives, and there is an earthquake, and prison doors are flung open, it doesn't end there. Enemies become servants. Because the jailer, the man who was supposed to oversee the imprisonment of Paul and Silas, was now the one who was bathing their wounds, who was preparing food for them to eat, who was serving them. You see, in Proverbs chapter 16, verse 7, Proverbs 16, verse 7, the Bible made it clear, when a man's ways please God, he will cause even his enemies to be at peace with him. In Psalm 23, verse 5, Psalm 23, verse 5, he said, Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies, it is possible for the Almighty God to bless you even while your enemies are watching. Why? Because he had the ability to paralyze them. Oh, how I pray that the Almighty God will visit you today. Amen. And all of a sudden, the people who had been so adamant that it won't be well with you will not become people who will be serving you. Amen. I mean, you know the story of Batman that I mentioned earlier on. When God was passing by, and he was able to attract the attention of the Almighty God, the very people who were asking him to shut up, 
were the people that brought him to Jesus. Because the, the Almighty God commanded, go and bring him. I pray the heavens will open today. Amen. That God will speak. Amen. That he will command even your enemies to go and help you. Amen. When he arrives. Even lions become subdued. In Daniel chapter 6, from verse 19 to 23, Daniel 6, 19 to 23, you will discover very well that when they threw Daniel into the den of lions, the lions could not eat him. I'm fully aware of the situation some of us have found ourselves now. There are some of us who are working in situations where to be called a Christian. It's a dangerous thing. And some of you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I laugh because I remember the story of a man whose name was Moses Dada. Moses Dada. But he was working in a setup where to be called Moses was a very dangerous thing. He changed his name to Musa Dandada. Until God intervened. Every lion that is trying any way whatsoever to hinder your progress, to terminate your destiny, the Lord will arrive today. Amen. And every lion will be silenced. Amen. But just one more thing before we close today. When he arrives, our enemies are humiliated. Because when in Acts chapter 16, if you read from verse 35 to 40, Acts 16, 35 to 40, when he arrived at that prison, and the prison shook, and the doors were open, and the yokes were destroyed, and the jailer became a servant. The following day, the arch enemy, those who threw uh, Paul and Silas into prison, sent and said, let those people go. Overnight, God has smote their heart and showed them, you arrested the wrong people. So they said, now, ah, we are sorry, let them go. Paul said, no, we're not going anywhere. You brought us here. Come and get us out. Your arch enemies will bow to you. Amen. God will give you a victory so mighty that those who are taught that you will never become anything, they will come and beg you. Amen. That is why one more time I'm appealing if you are not on the side of God, 
you are in danger. And in any case, there is a saying, if you can't beat them, join them. Whether you believe it or not, those of us who are Christians, it is written, we are more than conquerors. We have someone behind us fighting our battles for us. You don't want to be against him. Because when he arises, his enemies scatter. Please come to him today. Be on the side of the Almighty God. Be on the winning side. Become a child of God. And he will begin to fight your own battles for you. So if you want to give your life to Jesus, wherever you are, stand on your feet. If there is an altar thereby, go to the altar. If not, just give him a signal that you are surrendering your life to him. And cry unto him. Ask him to have mercy on you. Ask him to save your soul. Ah, ask him to make you a member of his family. Promise him that you will serve him for the rest of your life. And I will join my prayers with yours now. And God will save your soul. Thank you, almighty God. Father, we just want to say thank you one more time for your word. And thank you for the people who have decided to surrender their lives to you today. Father, please receive them. Have mercy on them. Let your blood wash away their sins. I pray, Lord God Almighty, that you will receive them into the family of God today. And I pray that from now on, you'll be fighting their battles for them. Let them serve you to the end. In Jesus' mighty name, we are prayed. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Please join us on this same station at this time for another wonderful experience as Pastor E.A. Adeboye exposes the deep mysteries in the Word of God.